Hey everyone, welcome to Health Addicts. Before we get started though, remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I'm not your doctor. So if you have questions about the information and content on this show, ask your doctor, okay? Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Wait, how many carbs am I really supposed to be eating? How much sleep do I actually need? Am I supposed to be even taking vitamins? Guess I better listen to The The Health Health Addict Show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Health Addict Show. I'm your host, Tommy J, and I got another fun episode for you today. We are going to talk about your spleen. And yes, it's going to be a whole episode on your spleen. Because I think a lot of us kind of forget how important that organ is and how unimportant that organ is. So we're just going to kind of go over the basics and go over some other stuff that comes along with your spleen. And hopefully you learn something today. So the first question is, what is your spleen? A spleen is part of the lymphatic system. So its main purpose is actually to help you fight infections. So you have other organs like the thymus and your tonsils, but your spleen is a much larger organ. It's about the size of your fist from four ounces relative size, big purple organ in your upper left quadrants, right above your stomach area right under that's actually protected by the rib cage so you can't really feel it unless something's actually happening to it it's enlarged and inflamed but typically you shouldn't have any problems with it it's just filtering your blood taking out toxins and viruses and bacteria and fighting them off and getting old bad red blood cells out and keeping the good ones in and those are some important jobs i mean you got to get those old bad blood cells out because if they're not doing anything if they're not capturing oxygen and getting the carbon dioxide off It's just a waste of space. It makes your blood thicker. So you have to get all those bad red blood cells out. And then you can destroy them and create better new ones after that. So your body's really good at recycling byproducts that's in it to create new and better ones. And that's part of this process that the spleen does. Because it uses as it goes through the vasculature of the spleen, it'll catch the old bad blood cells and destroy them. Or it'll catch them and send off to be destroyed. One or the other. It kind of does both in a way. But most of all, it catches the bad ones and also allows the good red blood cells, the healthy ones to flow through no problem. So even though the spleen is in that GI system in your abdomen, it's not part of the GI system. Kind of think of it more as a cardiovascular organ because it's part of that whole cardiovasculature. It's helping the blood system itself. So kind of keep that in mind too. But just getting those red blood cells out isn't just enough. It has to fight off all these infections. I mean, you have bacteria, viruses, and these white blood cells that are inside your spleen help get rid of those infections. Because if it didn't do that, it would put a lot more stress on your other organs and make you more acceptable to getting infections. Now, I don't know if you remember listening to our bones episode. We talked about how blood is created, especially white blood cells are created inside the bones. But a lot of the white blood cells are stored in that spleen. So when it senses an infection, it starts pouring out all those white blood cells to start attacking bacteria that's inside your body in other spots. Because, I mean... Might be the blood's getting filtered and pushed through your spleen, but a lot of bacteria might stay in certain spots, whether it's a bone infection, blood infection, maybe an organs infected or a skin infection. It'll sense this and start sending these white blood cells towards those areas. So not only is it creating and destroying red blood cells, it's also fighting off infections. It's also storing your white blood cells to make sure that you have enough white blood cells in case you do get an infection to help eradicate that infection once it starts. But with great power comes great responsibility. If you're fighting off infections, you're going to see the infections more often because the blood's being filtered there. So sometimes the spleen can't handle all the infections that it does see and gets enlarged. And this is very painful and it's hard on your body because now your main organ that's fighting off infections isn't fighting as well as it used to be. And we call this splenomegaly. Now, symptoms don't come up right away sometimes. Sometimes you don't even know that you have a problem yet. 
But when the spleen isn't working well, especially if it's enlarged, it's not filtering out the blood it should be, or it's not filtering out any blood. And maybe it's even filtering out good blood. So sometimes it starts pooling in this area even. And there's a lot of things that can cause uh, splenomegaly or enlarged spleen. And these things can be like infections. It could be bacterial, viral, parasitic. Um, you can have types of cancers, a Hodgkin's lymphoma, any bloodborne cancers can affect it. If you have liver disease with uh, cirrhosis, that can definitely be a factor. Heart disease with endocarditis, these kind of things can affect your blood because, I mean, it's part of your cardiovascular system too. So anything that's really affecting the heart is going to kind of affect your spleen at the same time as well. And then there's some other things like clots or you can have metabolism disorders. There's a couple rare ones that cause it. Um, anemia is another good one. But when this spleen starts getting enlarged, it's not working properly and it's not very good for our health because, again, this is a major component to our immune system. So you're going to be more likely to get an infection and eventually if it gets too swollen, it can be very painful. So some people actually might have to have their spleen removed. Now they're like, oh my gosh, my spleen's gone. How am I going to fight infections and filter my blood? Actually, you can live pretty good long life without your spleen as long as you're careful it's like being an immunosuppression patient. You just have to be careful about infections. Your liver actually is pretty good about taking over the filtration process when it comes to your spleen being removed. So even though your spleen isn't technically an organ you need to survive, it definitely helps us though because it's better to have it than not to have it. Our body created, even from very, very young age, I mean at five weeks, our body starts creating a spleen because you have to start developing an immune system, especially since you get all your antibodies when you're a baby from the mother. So you have to start building an immune system. So our spleen is very important to that part. We technically don't need it to survive. So one of the other common things that happen with your spleen is trauma. Whether it's a high-speed accident or you take a direct trauma blunt object hit to that upper quadrant on your left side, it can actually rupture your spleen because the spleen is a very sensitive, fragile organ. Even though it has that ribcage protecting it, it can easily be damaged and ruptured. And remember, you have all this vasculature that goes to your spleen because it's there to repair, take out, reproduce red blood cells that are in that area. So... If you're not careful and you take a direct hit, it could be very painful and damaging. So you might have to have a splenectomy. You have to go to OR. They'll open you up, take the spleen out. Again, though, like I said, you can live without your spleen, but there's a lot of immunological changes that happen to your body without that spleen. So what are some things you can do to protect your spleen? And the first one is, honestly, wear a seatbelt when you're in a car, because if you're in a high-speed accident and not protecting yourself, it's good to protect yourself because if any kind of trauma that happens like i said it's very sensitive you have an easy chance of rupturing that organ secondly just try to limit yourself with infections especially mono mono is another important one that does attack the spleen really hard it just has to do with how hard your spleen has to fight this disease process so once you get mono it can get really inflamed and enlarged so you just put your risk at a higher chance of an enlarged spleen so mono is just one of the things you should try to stay away from and if you know anything about mono it's spread by a kissing disease but it's also silverware sharing drink glasses other things chapstick stuff like that so Try not to share all your stuff unless you know the person really, really well and you don't want to get mono, okay? We talked about how your spleen is affected by your liver, so another big thing is heavy drinking. If you have liver cirrhosis, it puts you at a higher chance for getting an enlarged spleen. Um, also, poor dietary choices. I mean, overall, your body's going to be inflamed with poor dietary choices, and your spleen is no different than any other organ because it affects your blood, and the blood goes through your spleen. So try to make sure you're making healthy dietary decisions. Another one is condoms. I'm just saying STDs are not good for your body or now STIs. They kind of got away from the D part and put infections instead of diseases. But any kind of infection like that's going to attack your organs. And like I said, your spleen's trying to fight them the hardest. So it's the first place a lot of these infections try to go. So just remember, 
protection is always better way to go about it. And finally, you kind of don't think about it, but even in football players, if you're wearing some kind of contact sport, you should be wearing some kind of padding, especially how vital that area is. Try not to take contact in that area or pad it very graciously because you don't want to have too much trauma in this area. Like I said, it's a very sensitive organ. And lastly, people might not like this answer, but you should get vaccinated, especially if you had a splenectomy. Um, you're needing something to help protect your and develop your immune system. And vaccines are one of the most fantastic ways to develop and increase your immune system. Now, do I believe every single person needs every single vaccine out there? Probably not. There's a lot of infections that are opportunist infections. And if you have a healthy immune system, you really don't need to worry about it. But I mean, there are some that are super important to understand, like your pneumonia vaccine, your influenza vaccine, the shingles vaccine, your MMR, the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. These are important vaccines that help us develop our immune system. And especially if you're already in a weakened state and then you get sick again, your spleen can't fight it, you're putting yourself at risk and an unnecessary risk for a lot of people. So it's important to get these vaccines to help develop and maintain your immune system. And especially if you had that splenectomy, these are going to help make sure that you don't get these infections. So it's very important. Right, folks, that's pretty much everything on your spleen. If you have questions, concerns, or comments, and you just want to talk more about the spleen, which it really isn't that much, we can talk more about it. Hit me up on all the social media platforms. But stay addicted to your health. I can't wait to hear from you guys, and I will see you next time.